This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back here to talk some more about classic reality television on the RHAP uh, Rewind. Today, we're going back to Average Joe. We've been uh, stuck in 2003 for a little bit here, uh, revisiting a lot of the classics uh, from maybe uh, a the banner year of reality TV, 2003. Today, we're talking about episode three of Average Joe, which you can check out on NBC.com. And with me, as always, the great Chappelle, not average. Not average. Far from it. Thank, thank you for that introduction, Rob. You're not average either. Thank you. Uh, very nice to be back with you to talk about Average Joe here during July. And uh, Chappelle, I almost forgot because we have been uh, in July, July all month long. We talked about Joe Schmo. Last week, we talked about mm-hmm. Joe Millionaire with Jason Reed and one of our great listeners, Davis Will, a legend of the Wandoff, actually has recorded an anthem for Joe Lai. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. We love this. We love this. I, I was so excited when I got that message. And then I, I sent it. I was like, Will, we got to send this up the ladder to Rob. And Rob's like, hey, it's taken care of, baby. It. This is the anthem. I already got it. Yeah. Yeah. Song of the summer. It, it's in competition now. It, it has some, yeah. We got some, we got some action here. Let, what, 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 what are we going to pull out for the next one? What's, what are we doing in August? We got a, mm. a wand off for the reality TV rewind now. On RJP? August theme. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Let us know. Well, let's bring in our guests to talk about average Joe again. Uh, never average above average. Clearly. Uh, she talks with us about beauty and the geek. So I don't know. Uh, maybe this is her thing of sort of like uh, subpar guys uh, trying to get dates with attractive women. Of course, she is uh, the co-host of the brand new Sexy Beasts wrap up. Please welcome in the great Jenny Autumn. 
Hello. I I don't know how this is going to become my legacy of the the person that talks about mm-hmm. subpar guys trying to get with attractive women. Um, I was going to say, am I an average gen? But we're apparently saying we're all not average. And so I, I feel no, like it was I, I don't wrong. know if that was ever said about me. Uh, no, no, no Rob, I think you're, you're above average. Nicole said Rob. you're cool, not please. average either. Nicole no, said I that? that. No. no, Chappelle said that. Oh, Chappelle. Chappelle. Uh, Chappelle. Chappelle said no. that. Maybe Chappelle I, said that. Nicole I don't have know a much Nicole higher bar than I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jenny, you're the perfect guest for this because you said when we recorded Beauty and the Geek, like you were that beauty that was like walking around school, hanging out with these nerdy guys and like entertaining <laughs> them. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is a very different. That was your this, origin story, right? Yes. A, I feel like that was an editorialized version <laughs> of what I said on that podcast. I don't think I ever would say I was beautiful. First of all, I was not. I was mm-hmm. not cute in high school. I was popular, but I wasn't cute. Um, and uh, but yeah, I think that I I definitely I accidentally fell into this where I feel like this show is very much on the vein of beauty and the geek. And I definitely feel like I can relate to it in that, like, (laughs) I've maybe dated people in my past where I'm like, it's about the personality for me, you know? Yeah. And, um, but I certainly don't come in here thinking that I am like, you know, some some beauty here this is not yeah. a beauty in the geek situation but i do love this concept yes um and so i love that i you know have come back around for average joe which uh really yes. does line up it, even though this came first before beauty in the geek i feel like it pairs really well inspired by, um, yeah yeah and of course uh this was all before you found the total package in phil t Exactly. Yes. But honestly, if you were to like line up every guy that I've ever dated, you would be like, what is her type? Hmm. (laughs) Honestly, you found it. Yeah, you it takes it it takes a while to figure it out, but like there's no common thread. It's it's very confusing. Um, and so I I think this is a fun, yeah, concept for a show. Okay. So Chappelle, for our younger listeners, uh, do you think that they know what average Joe is? Has it stood the test of time? Oh, absolutely not. Like this Mm -hmm. show is definitely a flash in the pan. It was a thing that happened. They realized they had a good formula, like Jenny was saying, and they got a few seasons out of it and then it went away. A lot of these reality TV shows that we talk about are just kind of like memories or for, for me and Jenny, this is like nostalgia. We remember the days where we watched these shows, but for the, the younger generation, they're probably like, what are y'all talking about? You know, <laughs> like, um, and, and, and that's unfortunate because they missed a lot of good quality TV antics. There's shenanigans left and right in these types of shows. But I think this one, this one leans into the shenanigans a lot. They tell you like, hey, there are some things that are not going to go your way because we made it that way and you guys get to watch it. And I like this show. I remember watching it in the real time and going back and rewatching it now. It did not disappoint. So uh, did it stand the test of time? Probably not. But did it hold up for me? Of course it did. Yeah. I feel like it was funny. Like it had a humorous side in 2003 when it aired, but it was funny in a different way in 2021. Um, but, but like Chappelle, like I'm one of the few people that is old enough that can remember watching this has like an actual memory of this being, Mm -hmm. um, the culture of the time back in 2003. Yeah, it really was. And I think this was like 
I can't remember what year The Bachelor started, but like this is only like a couple of years. I want to say The Bachelor started 2002. Yeah. Mm. So it's like they they said, oh, this is an interesting concept. Let's do our own thing. Um, but with average looking guys and make it some, you know, like trick for the girl. Yeah. Um, and so they 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 moved quickly on this. Um, so I I feel like this concept in 2021 is very interesting as well. I don't think that you could get away with it. Mm-hmm. But I think for different reasons, the way that the Bachelor casting works now compared to when it did, um, how it did in like 2002, 2003, like it's bad in a different way. And so it's like, I'm almost interested to see like what casting of a Bachelor type show with people that didn't come in with built in, um, you know, followers on their Instagram, they weren't already influencers and they're just average looking. They're like, uh, I'm like a grade three teacher and I'm like a solid five out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> to go back to some of the things you said. So the bachelor premieres on March 25th, 2002 average joe is going to be about a year and a half later uh november 3rd 2003 is going to be the premiere of average joe and i think that the first run is only like uh what six or seven episodes Mm -hmm. it's a short season i think the episode four might be a little bit longer than the rest of them but the first few episodes you know typical runtime yeah Uh, i think at episode four we get the big uh the the big twist and see how it plays out and so it's a little bit longer i think the finale was two hours as well so they get you know they milk it for what it's worth but they know that you know six six episodes was enough to get the point across also they were already filming season two before season one aired so they knew they were about to try to uh to get a lot of juice out of this yeah uh, and so that's what they were working at and i don't know if we uh really articulated the concept of the show uh average joe is going to uh take a beautiful woman uh that uh in uh, season one her name is Melina, Melina, I don't want to say yeah. it's not Melania. Uh, Melina, yeah. uh, that she is a former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Is that correct? I thought it was a Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City yeah. Chiefs uh, uh, cheerleader. Okay. okay. Uh, she was also Miss Missouri or something. Got mm-hmm. it. So and so, queen, a cheerleader, yeah. all that good stuff. And and they take a number of gentlemen who are quote unquote average, but I do think that they uh, tried to uh, uh, skew a little bit more on what you would uh, consider the typical nerd. Uh, I think that they kind of stacked the deck a little bit. Yeah, I, I would say that maybe the casting for this show paves the way for, um, you know, a Beauty and the Geek. Because Beauty and the Geek, they really leaned into these are nerds. These are geeks. Like they are, they're very smart. They lack social skills. Mm-hmm. These guys, I would say most of them were quote unquote average. You know, it wasn't like there were a ton of people who were like outrageously intelligent. There were a few very, you know, very smart people, of course. And then there wasn't a lot of people that you look that looked like they couldn't, you know, handle themselves in a in a decent conversation. Whereas in Beauty of the Geek, you kind of you kind of wonder how these people have made it through life so far. You know, you can't even talk to somebody without blushing and yeah. breaking down and crying and nosebleeds. Remember that? So <laughs> you know, this was kind of like they took this and kind of. Uh, you know, found a way to bastardize it and, and exploit the geeks a little bit more for Beauty and the Geek. Yeah, I almost feel like in the in the 
um, I mean, we're talking about episode three today, but like in the first couple of episodes, there was almost like this divide between because they weren't all nerds. Um, they weren't all that geeky, like type of person, like, like Chappelle saying, some of them were just kind of average. Like there were just some that were just like, you know, you are maybe interesting enough. Um, your, your average intelligence, you have average type interests and you're just not conventionally attractive enough to get cast on TV. Um, I, I'm pretty sure like in the premiere of the show, like uh, one of the people, Kathy Griffin asks one of the people, like how many times have you applied for survivor, which was also a trip to like mm-hmm. have a survivor reference. Like, um, and they're like, Oh, like three times. And I've never gotten a call back. And it's like, that's kind of, some of these guys are like, have a lot of personality and confidence to them. Um, and it's not even like they're lacking social skills. It's just like, Oh, they're balding or like, oh, like they're a little bit bigger, which is like kind of the messed up part about it is that it's like, I I appreciate that it's called average Joe because it does actually acknowledge that this is what average people look like. Um, So I felt like they were really trying to go for this like moral stance of like these people are average, but then like they kind of like go for a run with it and and say like okay well <laughs> screw your morals and we're gonna try to prove and this is very much like it's again like what you guys are talking about with joe millionaire is like this time was all about trying to prove that women are shallow mm-hmm. <laughs> like and i feel like this show is no exception they were like they're using this show to try to prove that Women are shallow and they're just interested in looks when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. And Chappelle, like, I also felt like that in watching, and I never really watched the show. Ironically, I feel like I, I've uh, run into like a lot of these like average Joes when I first moved to California. Like, I just feel like that they were everywhere, but that these guys are not necessarily like, oh my God, they, these guys have the best personality. These guys are hilarious. Like, it's so great that they, this show was giving them a chance to show off their sparkling personality in a, in a place where, okay, normally that, okay, they wouldn't get a second look from this woman, but their personalities are so great. Uh, but the personalities were pretty average too. Yeah, it's it's almost like to do casting, they sent a woman into like a, a grocery store and said, just talk to some men and make notes about those men. Mm-hmm. And anytime she said, meh, those were the ones they casted mm-hmm. because there was no uh, huge personality trait that jumped out. There was no, no attractiveness that just stood out for this person is made for television. Whereas even when we talked about uh, Joe Schmo, I was saying that the guy they got for Joe Schmo was the perfect guy, like for that show, right? He was super empathetic. And, he should have like, been on this show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he would have been, but perfect. his personality would have stood out in comparison to some of these guys. These guys almost had nothing that you could say. Oh, that makes this guy stand out for television. Yeah. I'm sure they're all great people in real life, you know. But for TV purposes. It's just eh, the guy know? who wins this show. Like, I mean, he really could be uh, Joe Schmo's brother. Uh, 
the guy who did not win this show. Oh, he Rob, didn't get not, picked. Okay, so he, oh, I, I know the Rob, guy. Who, I know the guy who no, was no, famous no. from this show. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the Adam, one that returns. Yeah, yes. So yeah. Adam, we talked about him on the Battle of the Network Reality Stars as well. But Adam is the Joe with probably the most person with the most personality, yeah. the most mm-hmm. average Joe with the most like he is funny and he wins over Milena very quickly. Uh, and throughout, you can tell that he is just. I mean, he's got her when it comes to personality. She's every he's everything that she wants. But he doesn't win. And so that goes back to Jenny's point of, you know, the show's premise is morality and like, oh, is is, is personality more important than looks? But it kind of plays into like that underlying theme of, oh, do we, are women shallow? Do women care? Because a lot of the heavier guys get eliminated first. And uh, the short bald guy doesn't go shortly, you know, go shortly after. And it ends up where sh- you have Adam, who is the hero of the show because he goes on to be famous because of it comes back for another season. He goes on to do all the reality TV circuits. He comes up against a not so average Joe and she picks one of the attractive shooters that they the bring hunk. in. He picks the hunk this- that they bring in four episodes in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's like, What's even more messed up about this show is that like the average Joes get like they get like a leg up in that they get more time yeah. with with the lead so that they can they have more time to develop the connection and then the show literally goes gotcha bitch and then <laughs> brings in like three attractive men yeah. and then and and still in the first two seasons of this show, the lead ends up picking one of the like stunt attractive men. So if the point of this show was to be like, you know what, it's really important. Like, you know, it, the beauty inside is what really matters. Then like, it's a failure. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't yeah. work out that way. Just, yeah, just to be clear. So the big twist on this show is that halfway through that these guys think that they are the only people in competition for the woman. And then they bring in the, they call them the hunks or the studs. The both. They yeah. refer to them as both. I wouldn't okay. call them either. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and we will get to we'll the get stuff there. <laughs> soon enough. But mm-hmm. yeah, Rob, three episodes in. So they whittled the, the, yeah. the contestants down from like 18 to three. There, it's the final in like three. Three episodes. Yeah. It's- in any other season, on the final three, you know the game at this point. Hey, I yeah. either got to make a fire, but I'm about <laughs> to see the jury soon. Yeah. I'm about to get picked. I just got to get through this one little obstacle, whatever the flagship moment of the season is. I have to do that and then I can win the whole thing. And this season, they said, no, 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 it's the final three. We're going to do a little something, something and bring in three sexy dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in quotation marks because we're going to talk about how they looked yeah. but you bring in the, the sexy decoys at the final three so now she's back up to six and she has to eliminate two wait get it down to final two in two episodes and so yeah they the the geeks are at a disadvantage the average joes i guess are at a disadvantage but the sexy decoys come in one if they're sexy then they have an obvious advantage there but they also come in when it's only six people left so they have more opportunity to get more time as well so and math on their side yeah for sure yeah (laughs) they they only got a little they got a lot more time to just kind of like focus and you know she's attracted to them Mm -hmm. i think the second season they don't even wait to the final three i think they bring in like 10 guys on the on the first or second episode they just they rush it they say okay that was good let's just do that faster this time yeah if this was in 2021, Jenny, uh, would they call the three guys uh, from, that were there from the start the simps when uh, these <laughs> studs come in? 
Simp Island. <laughs> so, so you're saying the average Joes are the simps? Yeah. Um, that could work. Yeah. Like, but like, what is it? Like simps versus studs? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Can we rebrand this? Oh, yeah. We're yeah. about to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm t- put them on an island. Let Brian Scally and Kirsten McKinnis talk yeah. about it. I, you know, Simp, simp, simp Island. Simp Island. <laughs> yeah. It's like, these guys are really hot, but these guys really like her. Yeah. yeah. Like, which one? Isn't isn't this, like, basically that new show, FBoy Island, except for they're all hot? Hmm. <laughs> like, some of them are really there for love, and some of them are just there to be terrible. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll talk like, about also, that like, every years. other show, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the cool things about this show, too, and it's pretty messed up. I call it cool because I like drama, but they didn't tell her that she was coming on here to see Average Joes. They basically interviewed Milena and said, what are you looking for in a guy? And she does the thing that everybody says, you know, like looks are fine, but ultimately personality is what matters. And I don't care how shallow you are. You can't, it's not going to last if you just don't like each other. You can't bond on a personal level. So she said that. And they said, really? Right. Find out. You know, (laughs) can we tie this back to what you're talking about now, Jenny, and talking about uh, sexy beasts. I mean, that, in 2002, I mean, there was, uh, or around this time, there was the show Mr. Personality, uh, which was on Fox, which was hosted by uh, Monica Lewinsky, where I think there was a woman and all of the men were wearing masks on their face, like a little, like, yes. uh, sort of like Phantom That's of the Opera type, yes. type masks. Yeah. I mean, now people are in uh, full prosthetics. And so... Uh, that in, it's not that okay. You, this person is average. Uh, can you like them? Now we've sort of like okay, we're gonna completely up. Even love is blind. It's like we, you're not gonna get to see the person at all. You just get to know their personality. You don't know they might be hot or they might be one of the average Joes. Yeah, I mean, like clearly this is a concept that is you know this is a phenomenon that we're still very interested in in that you know like can a a relationship come together um without it being based solely can we be attracted to someone without it just being about um a physical attraction and it's just still something that we are interested in figuring out and now we're going down all these avenues to try it in a different way in very extreme ways, as you will see on Sexy Vs. Right. Um, Chappelle, this is what podcasting used to be like. You used to like listen to podcasts and say, oh, Chappelle, I wonder what he looks like. Yeah. And (laughs) and then you ruined everything and made us go on YouTube. And so now people are in Mm -hmm. the comments like, oh, Chappelle's such an average Joe. That is absolutely not. (laughs) Do I want to listen to Chappelle? He looks like that. (laughs) That was the radio. It's like, oh, yeah. Points were were made. Look. No, they're (laughs) they're posting tongue emojis. Uh, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I feel like Liz Nolan right now. Jeez. (laughs) Turn it red all over. Yeah, but, you know, the video medium definitely changes the game when it comes to are you a fan of somebody or not mm-hmm. when it comes to dating? Uh, hopefully not in the podcasting world because I'm going to lose a lot of fans when people finally see me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Average Joe was going to run for what? They did four iterations of Average uh, yes. Joe? Yes. Mm-hmm. So they do two seasons that are the same format, which and I think that the reason why they filmed the second one quickly before airing the second one is like to preserve the like surprise like Mm. you're not actually on a bachelor type show where you're getting like the hottest guys 
Um, and then they did one. They the third season I think was like a reverse where it was a bunch of girls. Adam comes back, right? That's yeah. I believe how how the third, the third season. Yeah, so it was so yeah. Adam. It was like The Bachelor when like um, Trista rejected Bob, and then Bob came back as The Bachelor. That was like the first time they did that. Um, anyway. So Adam comes back and then he has a bunch of women. And I think that they handled that one a little bit different where it wasn't like, oh, like we're really dogging these women and then bringing in like very, very attractive women or whatever. Well, well, Adam was supposed to be the hero of that story, too. So they bring in like the hot babes and they're like, "Woo, we're here. And they plan the music and everybody's like, oh, wow, what are we going to do? The hot babes are here. And Adam being that he's already survived this and on the other side of it, he sent all the hot babes home. And mm-hmm. so he was able to really focus on the people he had been building bonds with. We love Adam. Yeah. Uh, at least for this show. I don't know what he's doing in real life <laughs> right now. You know, it's hard to, you can't latch on to too many of these reality TV people. I mean, look at Rob. And you, you, you they find out they're problematic, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I tell you what I did learn about Adam? Ooh, tell um, me. Is that he is like in part responsible for the popular popularization of the term YOLO. Really? (laughs) Go on. (laughs) I'm serious. On his wiki page, it says that he... (laughs) I'm not shitting you guys. Um, It's Mesh. Okay, so Adam Mesh. Mesh launched the You Only Live Once YOLO clothing line on March 20th, 2004. Mesh helped popularize the acronym YOLO. Isn't that bizarre? <laughs> that is some 2004 shit right there. Wow. <laughs> That's fair because what Drake's uh, song, you know, with the YOLO as the, the motto doesn't come out to like yeah. 2012. And yeah. so he, he beat Drake. He was mm-hmm. there first. <laughs> His mind. So powerful. This yeah. is the other yeah. thing about Adam. And I don't know. Have, have you guys both watched BB9? BB9. Uh, yes. 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 I know exactly okay. where you're going. <laughs> Do you okay, maybe because he's also named Adam Jasinski vibes, doesn't he? He's got like a similar voice and face, I feel. Mm-hmm. I got that the entire time. I was Thank making- God it wasn't just me because I was like, I yeah. now I need to do a side by side. Yeah, I found him on LinkedIn. Looks like he's got a lot going on. Ooh. He's a he's he's like a stock trader or yeah. something, right? Yeah. He seems Yellow. like a cool guy. Let's yeah. get him for the yeah, podcast. I don't think we could yeah. get him. He's probably too big for us. Look he's too big. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not so average Adam. Yeah. He. I think he you has. Way, I, I don't think... have to do podcasts. Money. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, he's he's definitely done better for himself than than Adam Jasinski has. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think both were involved with uh, money making schemes, but yeah, it seems like that Adam were... meshes seem to be legitimate. Yeah, they they both have been involved in trading money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, another Big Brother connection. Do you know that uh, Big Brother 12's own Matt Hoffman was on Average Joe season four? Yes, I was hoping you were going to address this. He's talked about it, I feel like, in interviews. Mm-hmm. He's so, only on it for like a split second. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? So why was he only on so for so short of a time? Because he got sent home in the first wow. group. Yeah. Look, 
Adam Mesh might be too big for us, but I don't think Matt Hoffman is. I think if we wanted to shut Matt Hoffman down, he could still be average enough to hang out with us. I mean, he's a Mensa, but I'm sure he could come kick it with us for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Give us the inside scoop on uh, his castmates and things from the average job. Yeah, I would I love a deep knows, But yeah, he was there. I mean, for... obviously he wasn't there long. But, mm-hmm. I did. I did actually because I didn't watch that particular season. Um, so I that did. That was average Joe's colon the Joe's strike back. The Joe's strike back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I did actually watch um a part of the episode to see to see him. Um, because I was a I was a Matt Hoffman stan from BB12. Yeah, like, that's a correct opinion. Yeah, like big time. Um, and uh, like his only he has like only like one interaction with her, and it was like he just acknowledges that he's short. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it, but yeah, alumnus of before he was on BB12, he was on. Average Joe got him first. Yes. And that was another <laughs> staple of the reality TV world back then. And and it's coming back. Have y'all noticed that trend too? That if you're on one reality show, you can kind of ease into other ones seamlessly now. Like you're you're on the you're on Big Brother and now, now you're on the challenge and then boom, you're on X on the beach. Back in the old days, yeah. back in the, in the old days in our time, you know, you you could see pumpkin on Flavor of Love, yeah. and then boom, she's on Blind Date, and then boom, she's you know, Chappelle on. I I could have been on like nine other shows. Yeah, why did you turn them down? What a flex! That, that this wasn't a time when you could have done that. It was sort of like you were <laughs> that you were stuck. You're a survivor. No, see, was you it like the wrong contract? Show. Do you know yeah, how many or, different shows I could have been on where like a, average guy is trying to talk to attractive women? You you picked the wrong show. See, you picked Survivor when being on Survivor made you an actual celebrity. They picked these other shows that was like, okay, you're you can still move yeah. freely throughout the cast. No, you know? no one will ever remember. Ironically, you. I, I went on Survivor and tried to play this show. Mm-hmm. You were average Joe on an island. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'm on an island with uh with there are women here. Maybe I can actually uh get a chance to talk to some of them here. Average dummies on an island. Mm-hmm. Uh, put a, put a pin in it. Let Kirsten and Brian talk about it. Sure. Literally in the premiere of this season, um, someone gives um Milena a, a magic eight ball, which was yeah. like the most like 2003 <laughs> thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah. yeah, this really was a thing of the time. This was right. Rob Sestanino walking Who would have a magic, magic eight ball eight today ball. in 2021? Jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the time and a place. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't imagine. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. You want to talk about this episode uh, that we watched? Episode number three of Average Joe? Of course. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Rob, I picked episode three because if you'll notice, and I'm sure you both did, at the end of the episode, we have the big twist of bringing in the, the, the three the three stud suitors. Yeah. And so it was either going to be this or episode four. Episode four is a long one. And so I was like, no, let's 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 get to know the geeks before, you know, the, the studs come in and, and get and overshadow them. Yeah. And so that's how we ended up landing on season uh, one, episode three. Can you imagine when we're in the middle of doing the podcast and then they, uh, Sam Moore tells us that like uh, they're bringing in like three stud podcasters that are going <laughs> to be taking over the rest of this recap? Yeah. For the stud podcast. It's like Mike Bloom. It's mm-hmm. no, it's like Cody Calafiore yeah. and yes. Mike Bloom. It's actually Mike the the it's the clubhouse that Mike Bloom is. Yeah, Mike is Bloom hosting. with the hitmen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Hey kitties. They have podcasts, don't they? Yeah. 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 So they're like, uh, hey, get out of here. Losers, we're here to talk about <laughs> the real recap of Average Joe. <laughs> like, hey, oh, no. we were here first. <laughs> Nobody told us that the other guys were going to come in here. Right. What about our personality? We did the research. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did. <laughs> um, so, all right. Uh, Average Joe, uh, season one, episode three. I was surprised that Kathy Griffin, I did not recall Kathy Griffin is the host of this show. Did she stay on as the host of Average Joe? I don't recall her being the host of season two. Jenny, you have to correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. I can't being remember there. to be honest if she did if she did the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't say on the. I honestly can't remember, especially because like she she doesn't make a ton of appearances. It's not like it's not like you're Chris Harrison on The Bachelor yeah. where he's on a lot. Um, but we, but what we get of Kathy Griffin is really fun. Um, I don't remember if she stayed on after after season one. If anyone yeah. knows, let us mm-hmm. know. And Kathy Griffin was a good choice for this role, yeah. just because yes. she was uh, a reality TV super fan as well. So although she has her own career as a comedian and uh, an actress, uh, this is definitely her wheelhouse. She was watching all the shows. Yeah. She's she was at all the events because she's obsessed with these people. Um, and so, yeah, this was right around the time where you would see Kathy Griffin doing this. I believe she ends up hosting Celebrity yeah. Mole. No, um, she does. Or, she's on the uh, she's she's on Celebrity Mole. Celebrity yeah. Mole. Uh, she's yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think and both I seasons. Well, and we've seen her yeah. on Big Brother. Yeah, well. yeah she's seen her on Big Brother. Brother. But yeah. yeah, so this is right around the time where she's making her, her moves through the yeah. reality TV circuit. And she's like a reality TV super fan, like where if you go see her like do like stand up comedy like in uh, Los Angeles, like around this time, she just has like a legal pad and it's like, okay, here are the shows I watched this week. She's basically like doing Rob as a podcast, like uh, as her like stand up set of like, uh, just here's my observations from the reality shows I watched this week. Mm hmm. 
That's really the only reason I know who she is because mm-hmm. I remember watching. No, seriously, I, I, Kathy Griffin is not somebody who comes up in my household, but I was watching a lot of reality TV. And so, of course, she had her own reality TV show, but also on her stand up specials, on the commercials, she'd be like, Yeah, this week I was watching The Apprentice and Omarosa said, and I was like, I, I, I like The Apprentice. I didn't mm-hmm. like The Apprentice, but I like reality TV. So let me see what she's talking about on her reality, you know, on her stand up. And I would hear all the jokes about the different reality TV shows. She's built for like the soup or a best week yeah. ever. She's really good for that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Watch TV and talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we can get her for the podcast. Yeah. I don't know what she's up to uh, these days. She's problematic. She's been, so, yeah, she's been quiet. She's been quiet <laughs> yeah. recently. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, probably good. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, that, that, we're going to get Kathy Griffin on to interview her about Average Joe. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk with her the host of Matt Average Hoffman. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy Griffin. You think I'm not sending the tweet right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're down to the final six uh, that there was, seemed like that there were some uh, rapid eliminations, Jenny. So I believe they start with 16 and in the first episode, they go, they get rid of, she gets rid of four people. And then the second episode, she gets rid of like six people. Mm-hmm. So we go from 12 to six after the the second episode. So we're already at six people and it's like, okay. Um, and then the other thing about this show is I, I believe they don't let you in on it either. Like, whereas with Joe Millionaire, we know that um, he's not a millionaire. Yeah. Um, we don't, we aren't told that there are going to be attractive men being brought in. So at this point, we think the premise is she's just dating these average men and we're on episode three and we're already down to six. I don't know. I would probably be scratching my chin if I were um, a viewer back then. But again, I don't remember how I thought about it at that time because I was in grade 11. No. I was not around when she this actually aired. That I think that I was filming Survivor All Stars during the original air date of of this. Uh, so I, I don't know what the actual reaction was, but I have to imagine Jenny that uh, Malena has to be a hated per, uh, figure that she didn't pick one of the average Joes and she picked the hunk at the end. I don't. I don't remember her getting that kind of reception because well, good for her then I, I mean i could be wrong again like it's hard enough for me to remember the people that were on this show um let alone like the cultural reception of it but um i i think that people saw the connection she built with uh, with some of these average joes and i think they're like it was a genuine genuine connection but she just had a better connection with this <laughs> more attractive person like can we blame her i don't know um but the other thing is that like i I mean i think that she some of the guys she picked and like the story of zach in this season is very like interesting because zach is kind of like very much not a nerd you know what i mean like we talked about how like some of these guys are like really geeky and like kind of socially awkward zach is just like balding and kind of an a-hole like you know what i mean like i don't think that zach is like is like totally out of the realm of like someone that would be attractive it's just like he's not super super attractive he's just like slightly balding but like is kind of mean to like the lesser like the the more awkward guys on the season so 
Um, so, some of these people in this final six are like, oh, of course, like this guy made it this far. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they were the alphas of the pool of average guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's kind of in a vein of if you drop some average Joes on Beauty and the Geek, they're looking at the geeks like, why? Are, what? What are y'all doing here? And he was one of those guys where he's perfect for average Joe, but he's not geeky enough to be on Beauty and the Geek. Mm-hmm. So he realized in the hierarchy very quickly, oh, I actually have, you know, stronger social skills than these people. I am not nervous around women. I am, you know, probably a little bit more comfortable in dating and these uh, things of that nature. So, yeah, I am the alpha in this house. And they notice this from episode one. Like they are, they hate him instantly. Yes. And he, and yeah. he plays into it. There are parts of this show where he even says, you know, there are some days I just wake up and she's the only thing on my mind. Then there are other days when I want to bully these guys. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, well, I mean, points were made. I'm not, I don't agree with him just wanting to bully, but I mean, that's what he does. He wakes up and he says, chooses violence. You know, it's fun for him. He know he knows he's above average, and he thinks he's a front runner. So it's easy for him to kind of when you don't think you have to try as hard, it's easy for you to focus your attention on other things. I think he takes his his eye off the ball a yeah. little bit. I feel like he has a chip on his shoulder during this whole thing because he's kind of like insulted that he's even on this show. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of like I am so much better than these guys. Like yeah. I'm not average. Like I'm above average, especially in this pool of yeah. guys. So he's got a real chip on his shoulder and, and a, an attitude about him. Yeah. yeah. He shows up. And it's it's like uh, they put him on like a little league baseball team. He's like, I've been playing baseball my whole life. And mm-hmm. so like, like, I'm not a pro, but I'm not, you know, a rookie. I'm not, I'm not this guy, you know? So that's how he's looking at it. And from his point of view, he probably thinking, I got, hey, I got this uh, locked up. You know, there's no way I lose this season against these bums. And so he's getting in their heads to make it even harder for them to win. And it, it's working because they hate him. Yeah. Well, there's a scene later on in the episode where one of the guys, Brad, takes Milena aside to tell her, hey, I just want to let you know, Zach is a bully. He's a bad dude. Just want to let you know, like, cause that you don't know, you don't know what he's like when you're not around. She's like, okay, thank you. And then she proceeds to then eliminate the guy who told her not to keep Zach and but, keep Zach. I mean, that about the, the worst feeling. This is, this is an age old tale. Like Haley Strong and Amy will tell you this mm-hmm. about this happens every freaking season on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Yeah. The person that tries to throw somebody else under the bus. It never works out mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, this season on The Bachelorette, it happened for four episodes in a row. They were just snitching on each other. Yeah. Because I, I watched this is the first time I've ever watched The Bachelorette, and I was disgusted by the amount of snitching. Every episode was just like, Katie, I just don't think he's here for you. Katie, I just don't it's think he's here for I'm the like, right reasons. It. Can she make a decision for herself? Can she please just decide on this thing? No, I just don't think she's. And this, this season, Katie was listening to those guys. Well, I guess I got to get rid of them. You said that uh, there's something I should know. So I guess mm-hmm. got to go. But I'm glad nothing has changed in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're still, yeah. we're still we're, you know, us women still need the men to save us from our own. <laughs> like, we just can't, we can't choose anyone for personality. We're just in it for looks. And we just get blinded by an attractive man. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's happening. Melena. <laughs> Not on this episode, but uh, Jenny, do you remember how Melena finds out about Zach and he shows his true colors? I don't, to be okay. honest. Okay. 
So strap in, you guys, because I got some shenanigans for you. Okay. But on the next episode, I believe, or maybe it's episode five, because there's only six. So who knows which one it was? Melena does a thing where she says, hey, you guys, my cousin Danielle is going to come in and she's going to talk to you and and see, you know, who she likes. And Danielle comes in and she's a heavier woman. And I guess uh, she's not, not conventionally attractive like Milena would be. And so the guys kind of talk trash about Danielle behind her back. But there's on it's a hidden camera. And it's Zach like, oh, she's the designated ugly friend. He's calling her the duff and all this other stuff. And the ugly fat friend, I'm sorry. And he's calling her the duff and all this other stuff. And Milena watches all the footage and sees Zach being a scumbag. But... Yes. So at, so at the end of the episode, Danielle comes out and she like calls all the guys to the front. She says, hey, you guys, I just want y'all to know that I heard everything. Danielle says this, not Melena. She's like, uh, I heard everything that you guys have been saying, everything about me. And I just have something to tell y'all. And then she reaches up and she takes off her wig and her prosthetics. And it's Melena in disguise in a fat suit. And she catches them like that. She goes, Zach, we need to talk. Boom. Zach gets eliminated and we yes. get to the final two. Mm-hmm. Queen. <laughs> they do the they do the hidden camera thing in future seasons though i believe mm-hmm. that becomes like a thing well we even see it in like this series where like um we have the hidden camera of like her talking about how she's like these are not my type so they're very like into the hidden camera of it all during this time um and i think they do it in another season to like catch the men being like shady with another woman like they bring in like a decoy or something like that so this is like very much like the time where they're like oh let's get the hidden camera and see what see what the yes. men do mm-hmm. oh and, and rob asked the question earlier if milano had like poor reception i don't think she did because i think from her like she was able to articulate why she chose who she ended up choosing at the end but before this season even ends good they show the preview for the next season and they paint that lady to look so much worse than Milena. she they have the hidden camera on her she's like what did y'all make them look uglier like (laughs) so (laughs) so before you can (laughs) she she they show her talking to the producers like there's no way there's no way these are like y'all had to have like given them a makeover to make them look worse because there's no way that these are real people so you can't even focus on Milena's decision because we're already ready on the we're, ne- we're ready for the next woman to come in Larissa I think yeah. so that we can talk trash about her so yeah I think Milena squeaks by right. because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Larissa is about to give them hell in the next season and she also didn't walk off you know what I mean like she's already like oh she gave them a chance yeah mm-hmm. and you know that they found somebody like for the second season like they found a woman who they like interviewed somebody to say like oh yeah looks are super important to me like I'm really like uh you know I I wouldn't date a guy just if he had a good personality. Like, okay, that's our star. Uh-huh. Put her out there. That wait till she sees these guys that we're gonna find. And she delivers, and I think that's why the hidden camera pays off. Not only to get Zach out, but also you know to save Milena and her and her um, you know reputation from this because the next woman uh, she gives them hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do we know about the hunks? Like, uh, I feel like that the hunks also like, were they like, uh, did they have like bad qualities also? It's like, these guys are hot, but, uh, this guy is, uh, $6 million in debt. This guy has like a police record. This guy, this guy has, uh, some other, uh, personality, uh, complex. I mean, they're, they're, 
this guy can't tie his shoes. Conventionally attractive. So, of course, they're toxic. (laughs) Um, So, they already have that problem. (laughs) So, if it doesn't show itself immediately, it will eventually. Yeah. (laughs) Cannot relate. I'm famously not toxic or attractive. So, this works for me. Mm -hmm. You're an exception, I I guess. Don't start that. Um, So, on the first episode, when she walks into the mansion, there's a, a guy comes out and he I think he's one of the, the handsome suitors that we get later on. And she like the stars are in her eyes. She's like, oh, my gosh, she's so attractive. And he tells her instantly, like, I'm not here for you. I'm here to introduce to you the average Joes who you will actually be dating. And then at the end of this episode, we get the reveal of the attractive suitors. And it is the most it is the corniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like a runway show in the middle of this this house where they're doing the ceremony. They cue the sexy guitar riff like the like the music very, was so corny. It was so corny. They come in in slow motion in these huge 2003 suits. One guy is wearing like a suit with the like lapel popped so and it was very weird. He didn't have a shirt on underneath mm-hmm. it. I really wish he would reconsider even this. Uh, I, I think this would have been a perfect time to just cancel it. I, I think <laughs> the average Joes had them beat when it came to the presentation um, for this moment. At least Adam did. You know, I felt like yeah. he was safe at this point because those three guys, they just didn't come in wowing anybody in, two, in 2021. I think in 2003, maybe different. But, you know, for me, this, this watch, I was underwhelmed. Mm. That's what was confusing about this for me is that, like, I I'm like, you know, are are these people unattractive or are they just poorly dressed because fashion was different in 2003? Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like, you know, this in 2021, you have them dressed differently. Like this is this is totally different. I don't know. Like was the oversized suit that Alex walked in on like wearing something that we would have found attractive at the time. I didn't think it looked good. Like I definitely found myself being like, Adam is more attractive than these men. Mm -hmm. Like at least two of them. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I kind of get it. Like I kind of, what a star turn this was for Adam mesh to be on this show as uh, like the king of the average Joes. Yeah. I mean, he has probably as good as an edit as you can get on a show like this, right? Like no one is calling him ugly. She's she you could see there's a connection there. So it's he's like the robbed goddess of this show. You know, he's mm-hmm. there, they they're making eye contact the entire time. She's like fawning over him throughout the entire episode we just watched. And the finale is no different. They have a great like final moments together. Even when she lets him down, you could see that she didn't even really want to, you know, like, like she wanted to, but she could see greener pastures, not too far away, sitting on a jet Mm -hmm. like inches away from her. The guy, the guy who she had just picked. See, let me rewind a little bit. They made her reveal who she was going to pick to the person she picked. So she picks, uh, Justin, Jason, Jason. Yeah. She picks Jason. He goes and sits on the private jet right like inches away from her so he's in the jet looking through the window as she has to let down adam in front of him and so it's kind of screwed up but at the same time she's like hey what's done is done i already picked that guy so she's looking at adam and she's like ah, i like you a lot but it's just not gonna not mm-hmm. gonna be you this time and he takes it like a champ um and 
I, I just don't think there's a better outcome for him in that yeah. you know, particular situation. He goes on to do other reality TV shows. I read somewhere that he was turning down interviews because some like the New York Times called him homely or something like that. Ooh. But again, How dare they? Yeah, but again, no. when you have uh, homely is that's a tough one, man. Um, but you call me homely. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing an interview with you either. Just call me ugly. Just if you if you think I'm ugly, just say that. But um, I'd still do an interview with somebody who said I was homely. You're a nice guy, Rob. Yeah. You're a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. above average. Goes hand in hand usually. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam was a, such a nice guy, but yeah. So it's for the him, New York yeah. Times. I mean, it's the paper of record. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was he was slated to be on other television shows, so I think that was the New York Times is lost because we we see very quickly I that mean, he's still in get, business. I mean, I'm that's, listen. They don't take no, too many. Crush that. Yeah. No, no. I'm gonna say, listen. I have never forgiven them because of that. <laughs> they couldn't get the Adam Mesh exclusive. Yeah, like what? They've been dead to me ever since. Um, but no, I think I think he he loves himself, and I think he knew better than to just you know uh, take anything. And like I said, that the show put him in a good position to where he could walk away with his head held high. Mm-hmm. I think another another cool thing about this uh, this episode is that we do get to see the the competitions that happen. They decide that they have to compete for one on one dates, and we get to meet the last of I guess really the character development we get from these other average suitors. Um, one of my favorite ones is Tarek. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah, Tarek is the best. I think <laughs> we dropped the ball not having a Tarek spinoff. Mm-hmm. He's a twenty one year old college professor. And he says on the first he's a episode, twenty-one-year-old college professor. Yeah, yes. he's in the middle of his PhD. And he at says 21. on the first episode, "I'm going to win an Oscar and be a prime minister by the time my life is over." So thank you. Wow. The, the, Has the anyone P-got? googled to see if he did that? <laughs> yes, the P got the the coveted P got. Um, I'm looking I him up. I was like, please check because I like I like him because he is. He's so sure of himself. Um, and you could tell he's not good. He's not used to not being good at stuff. And so he very much sees himself as the front runner of this season, although he's younger than everyone else and doesn't seem to have a real connection with her at all. But mm-hmm. in his mind, he's about to win. He's got a great chin strap also. Oh my gosh. He's so awesome. I think uh, we should have given him more time. However, since I was looking at articles, I think he's an actor. Oh, Tarek, yeah. Tarek is. Is uh an I, I I'm reading as an actor. He's also a Leo, which explains why he's you know mm-hmm. very fixated on why being the best at things. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> why why we see him throw his club when he like makes a mm-hmm. terrible uh, golf shot during that date. Yeah, um, yeah. I just read a I just read a headline that said Tarek and uh, Dennis are actors, which is very very I mean, disappointing. I barely. Well, Tarek says he wants to win an Oscar, so you got to be an actor to get one mm-hmm. of those, or at least uh, involved in movie making at some point. So I'm not shocked by it, but it does. I don't love it because I did like him as a character. I just wish it was. I could be sure that it was genuine. And just the way that he expresses himself is just like so intentional that it's like this has to be a scripted line, right? Like <laughs> for a 21 year old. Yeah, he was doing a lot for a 21 year old, but it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. I'm, I, he had no business on this show, but hopefully it, it was like a springboard into other acting uh, ventures. I don't think I've ever seen this man before, like after this, but who knows? Yeah. I think a lot of the people on this show were actors because I feel like that, uh, especially like the early boots, like uh, 
I like ran into a lot of these people and I think that some of them are like professional nerds of like that they're mm-hmm. like they were actors and they would go out for like nerd parts and things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a role in things. So, so that very much you could be a professional actor. Like and- they were cast to be like professional nerds. Yeah. I would be very frustrated if I was on this show then because I, I know the he- the heavier guys that got sent home relatively early, I think they felt like I got sent home because I'm bigger. And maybe if she's here for personality, that really shouldn't matter. But if you're battling against the personalities of people who are paid to be nerdy actors for television, you got a up- uphill battle already, mm-hmm. you know, despite being, you know, 10 to 20 pounds yeah. heavier than everyone else on the show. So I don't love that either. Well, I, but Melina know, may not nerds. be into professional nerds. I mean, she doesn't pick one. She definitely <laughs> isn't into professional nerds. Yeah. <laughs> so I think if you're not a professional nerd, I think you have a leg up. Yeah. yeah. You have to be Just a professional. be like slightly yeah. An amateur like, nerd. <laughs> just be average looking and kind of a jerk yeah be yeah. be hungry af and it'll get you to the final two because on this episode we watch adam eat everything in sight mm-hmm. at a water park yeah that is such a choice at a water park what don't is maybe there when you're done the water sports <laughs> of it all and you're like because you're not supposed to eat and then go swimming is that that a myth yeah, that's no. a thing right <laughs> i mean that is definitely a thing that people say i'm not sure necessarily if uh, you know you're gonna cramp up i think that might be a wives tale well, they well, rent out the well, whole park. Sarah from Sydney. And, well, they rent out the whole park and they tell them, I guess you could just eat for free. And he orders, I think it was three chili dogs, two cheeseburgers amongst, and a Diet Coke. I think it was like mm-hmm. chicken fingers as well. <laughs> and like a, a, like a shake or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to do that and then go on that slide, that water slide. Yeah. Right. What, 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 I was just like, what are you doing here? This is this sounds like a, a bad recipe for your stomach, but also you could get a cramp and drown or something. I don't know. I, I, I don't swim a lot, so I don't know if that's actually true. But it, it, back in 2003, it was definitely true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we thought those things. Yeah. He just wanted an excuse to get these guys without their shirts on so that we could, again, be like, ha ha, they don't have abs. Like, <laughs> isn't yeah. that funny, guys? <laughs> yeah. There are not many dating shows especially in 2021 where you can make it three episodes without the guys taking off their shirts. I watched two episodes of the bachelor and they were mud wrestling. Mm -hmm. I mean, bachelorette, they were mud wrestling on the second episode. Yeah. This, this is three episodes in and they're like, okay, we're at a water park. I guess y'all have to take off your shirts. Mm -hmm. That's refreshing because I mean, now you turn on too hot to handle and there are people just wearing nothing all day. Mm-hmm. Just Guys, we really need to talk about the objectification of men. It's a real problem here. Right. And why don't people objectify me more? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Am I not real average issue. enough? <laughs> Please. Somebody take Chappelle to the water park. Please and thank you. <laughs> can we, we talk about can we talk about this um this one-on-one date between Milena and Zach? Yeah, so just but let's just uh, just set up the premise here where <laughs> yeah. that that so there's six guys left that uh, there's going to be three one on one competitions where that a guy will go head to head with another guy whoever wins the contest wins a one on one date uh, so Zach is part of the first one there's like a go kart race he wins the go kart race and goes on the one on one date with Melina. It was an ATV and camel date, which I don't understand how those things mm-hmm. go together. 
Like all of a sudden it, they were, they were on ATVs and then all of a sudden they like Zach wins and now they're on a camel. I don't really know how those things go together. Mm-hmm. That's a common, it's a common excursion in, in my travels. When I, yeah. when I went to Dubai, we definitely went, we did the things in the desert. We did the ATV. We rode, I yeah. rode a camel. I picked the camel cause it was free. People were getting, people were being charged to ride horses. And I'm I'm from Texas. What? Yeah, so, Jenny, the ATV and the camel in the same yeah. day? Uh, yeah, ATV, camel, and then desert barbecue. It's the big yes. three. Uh, a camel <laughs> is nature's ATV. Basically, I was, saying, I was like, you go from the motorized thing in the desert. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's redundant. Like, okay, well, now let's take it slow. It's let's the slow it down. portion. We, we'll give you a different kind of bumpy ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> humpy ride. Hmm. My humps, my lovely lady humps. 2003 mm-hmm. was a good year. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Zach ends up one on one with Milena. Yeah. <sighs> and did anyone feel as uncomfortable as I felt during um, the like the makeout scenes? Like I felt like this the the slow motion and like the cinematography of it felt very much like the softcore porn that was like on cable TV at like 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. on like a Friday night. Am I am I totally just what was exposing going on myself? Right here? Yeah. yeah. What you got yeah. going on? I'm you not familiar with this. Yeah. I don't I don't I have no clue, Jenny. I've never heard of those things. Yeah. It just felt like a lot and very, very corny bow chicka wow wow for like um, primetime television. Yeah. No, that's normally when I would start reading the Bible. I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> normally my Bible hours. Yeah. Oh, I guess, I guess uh, that's but, where I messed up. Yeah, speaking of the Bible, also, there's some talk about how uh, that Zach and Melina are of different faiths. I believe Zach is Jewish. <laughs> and there's uh, some talk about, well, like, will Zach marry Melina if she's not Jewish? Uh, can they work this out? Yeah, he says, well, my parents would probably not love it, but I mean, you know, I think we'd be all right. Mm-hmm. But that's not the first time they've alluded to Zach uh, not necessarily wanting or um, his his uh, wants and likes um, aligning with Milena. We Even later on, when we see uh, the one guy snitching. Uh, he goes and tells her like you're not even his type. Like he just talks about you, just like you're just another woman. You mm-hmm. don't. He doesn't. He doesn't look at you the way the rest of us look at you. And so this is just another one of those subtle hints that you know they don't really align. Even she tries to make some common ground. She goes, "Well, do you at least celebrate Christmas?" And I'm like Melina, please. He just yeah. told you. He's, stop it. <laughs> he's literally Jewish. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's he's him and there is the war against Christmas, and he's at the front lines. <laughs> he's not talking about it. Mm-hmm. And she's really upset about this. She's like, that's my favorite holiday. Sorry. Well, I told you I was well, Jewish. <laughs> Did you miss that part? Yeah. That was it. That was the second best date. Like I thought when I watched that date, I thought, okay, yeah. The other, the other guys have an uphill battle here. But my guy Adam came through. I liked I like seeing Thank him God. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't handle Adam. I couldn't handle Zach. Yeah. So Adam uh, goes against uh, Tarek and they go golfing. And now Adam like made a few comments about Milena in the episode. Uh, he said he was very distracted that she was wearing a pink thong. He wasn't sure that he would be able to concentrate on the golfing. Um, Adam tells us on the first episode, listen, our introduction to him is sometimes I just say things without thinking. I say it and then I think about it afterwards. And honestly, I felt seen. Mm-hmm. When you said that, because um, I think they were like passing out 
bunk beds or wherever they were going to sleep. And he pointed at some guy was just like, you can sleep on top of me. And the guy was like, excuse me? I yeah. Sleep. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, I said what I said, you know, but uh, in his, uh, in, so from his point of view, he just kind of said it, but yeah, he caught, he caught uh, a glimpse of the pink thong and that was it for him. He was going to win this date. And it really wasn't hard for him because Tarek was shooting himself in the foot. This is a golfing game. It was one hole and Tarek was having a whole breakdown. But I love, I, first of all, the, the pink thong of it all is just again, so 2003. Like, oh mm-hmm. my God, I could see your pink thong. Like, and also that was very much going to be the sound bite on the episode. Like, mm-hmm. that is definitely always making the air. But, um, tar- tar- I mean, this is, is like, prime like time Cisco time. Yes, yes, exactly. Like, when did Thong Song come out? I, I think feel like, like it 99, had to have been actually. I think it might be a little post. Okay, well, I, I, <laughs> I have a photo from my birthday in 2005, and there's a girl behind me, and like her pink thong is like rising out of her pants. So okay. the pink thong remained a very cultural thing for years to come. Um, justice for the thong it, it wasn't it just like the it was the most scandalous thing back between 99 and 2005 to have a th- like oh she's wearing the oh, thong i saw her thong. thong showing oh look at her low rider jeans so you could see her thong now it's like are, is, who cares <laughs> it's underwear nobody cares anymore mm, but back then no. that was like the equivalent of like oh yeah you was yeah that's yeah that's your only fans back then <laughs> <laughs> the only fans was only thongs <laughs> only thongs yeah <laughs> um i i, I love Tark <laughs> trying to golf because everything that he does is like he's he's always talking about like the logic of it all and he was like i'm programming myself to win this like i can teach myself to be good at golf in one day <laughs> and he's so upset by the fact that he's losing mm-hmm. um and it's really really entertaining yeah until he throws the club oh yeah then it's not good he goes full happy gilmore he's like just <laughs> tap it in just tap it in. he's talking to himself <laughs> just tap 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 a roo and then by the end he's like go to your home <laughs> he was pissed <laughs> And he really is just making it easy for Adam here because like all like all you have to do is just keep your cool. And, you know, Tark is like very, very, you know, intent on doing well here. And he gets he gets in his head. You can't get in your head. Mm-hmm. He's just making it so much easier for Adam because golf's a mental game, is it not? Uh, I think combines both. I ain't never played it. <laughs> See, it's not chess. Yeah. <laughs> It's not for poor people, so I definitely don't play. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Adam goes on a date with Melina in the glider. Okay. See, I loved this because we got we got the scene about how she's cl- like she has claustrophobia and she doesn't like heights, and so she kind of gets into like a bad mood because she's not excited to get into the glider. And he does this great. It has this great tactic of like getting her mind off of it and distracting her by like riddles, which like wouldn't okay. work for me, but yeah. hey, whatever works for her. And he really pulls her out of it. And like, I think that that kind of stuff, I mean, I know we're like just making fun of the show, but on the real, I feel like that kind of stuff is the making of like a good relationship is like someone that can sense when you're stressed out or you're having a hard time. 
and can figure out how to distract you or bring you out of that. Or And I that was the time where I came around at Adam because we didn't really get a lot from him until this date, until we start hearing her talk about how she is is starting to like him. And I love this moment where he is like sensing that she's having a hard time and he does a great job of bringing her around and then they end up having a great day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the start of the winter edit for sure for him. Yeah. Uh, I didn't love that the date was let's go up in this glider because we already saw both of them almost have a breakdown at the big slide at the water. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't yeah. go down the slide. And the next thing they tell you is like, okay, now we have this tiny plane that we're going to yes. stuff you in. But you Are don't you get okay a big wedgie in the glider. Oh, gosh. Like Adam the got wedgie- from the slide. The wedgie he got from the slide is probably the furthest up somebody's ass anybody's ever been on television. I was like, oh my gosh, could you? This poor man, he said he didn't know where the wedgie started and where his ass ended. I said, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. The combination of all the chili dogs he ate and Jesus. that wedgie, I <laughs> Not you know, can only imagine. Hope he brought multiple bathing suits to average yeah. show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nothing yeah. more romantic than being in like this tiny little glider with like a random pilot in the front. Like Terrifying. so romantic. Mm-hmm. Look, nothing will bring you better, like closer to somebody than like trauma. And if y'all are yes. both in there terrified and like you're gonna hold on to whatever you have, dear. And for her, it was Adam. And I think in that moment too, that's when she realized that she kind of mm-hmm. liked him. Cause up until then, she was just the fun, wacky guy, kind of making all the uh the random jokes. But uh, you know, he was there for her when she needed him and uh it paid off. Okay. Adam's a great kisser, too. Soft lips. <laughs> it's important. Okay. Yeah. She says that Zach has huge lips and they're intimidating. <laughs> like, that is a horrible thing to say. Like, your lips are so big, they scare me. But, um, <laughs> like, that, that, that intimidates me. Like, your lips are too big. I don't really want to kiss you. When she kisses um, Adam, She's like, okay, this is this is it. This is home. We're good here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the new guy who comes in later on probably is a good kisser good or kisser better too. than yeah. Adam because she quickly forgets. Okay. <laughs> well, she acknowledges that Zach like seems like he knows what he's doing with a woman. Um, but I think I think that Adam is more like the he's not trying to prove something, and because this is something that I've talked about. Um, I talked about this on on the Love Island uh, recap with um, with Kirsten and uh, Scally, where it's like there's some people that are just trying to prove a point when they're kissed. They're like, I'm good at kissing. Look at how like sexy and aggressive I am with my kissing. And you're like, this is not good. It's another thing if it's like you are understanding what the other person is doing. You're going with it. You're letting each other guide each other. Like That is a good kiss. And I think that that is probably the difference between Zach and Adam here is that like Zach is probably just like all over it and just like doing all sorts of stuff with his face and his tongue. And she's just like, oh, this is this is terrifying. Mm -hmm. And Adam is like going slow and like figuring out like what like what works for her. And like, of course, she's going to find that to be a better kiss. So and if, an attentive lover. Like, if you're trying to figure out how to be a good kisser, let me tell you, that's the way. Yeah. <laughs> Look to Adam Mesh. Look Adam to Adam Mesh. YOLO. YOLO. Yeah. Okay. And then we had the worst of the three dates on Melina's movie night for John so and Zach. A yeah. nightmare for me, truly. Mm-hmm. This was so annoying. So, 
First off, they go to a red carpet, which I thought was pretty cool, to the movie theater. I'm sorry, and I'm Bra- thinking, Brad and uh, another guy, John. 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 Yeah. yeah. Brad and Not some, another guy. Whatever. Two randos. Two randos who are also on the season. Um, <laughs> so they go to the movie theater, and their 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 goal is to do trivia. Whoever wins the trivia uh, gets to go on the one on one date, and it seems like John only knows who Cuba Gooden Jr. is and he thinks yeah. that every answer to every trivia question that ever existed is Cuba Gooden Jr. Yes. I, I don't even remember what the questions were, but it was like, uh, who uh, was in this film with Tom Hanks? Cuba Gooding Jr. I'm no. sorry. No. It's like, and Brad actually yeah. no. knew some yeah, of the what, what actor played baseball with Kevin Costner? Not one of my faves. Uh, that What actor played baseball with Kevin Costner and Bull Durham? And like, Cuba Gooding Jr. He's like, nope, still not. Did. Which friend's actress dated like, Cuba Gooding Jr.? Like, <laughs> yeah. No? Yeah. He was like, it's I my think favorite that yeah. If you're losing, but here's the thing is, is this is clearly what John's trying to do at this point is he knows he's losing because Brad is sweeping the floor with him. And he's like, okay, my only angle here is like, I'm clearly not getting this date. I have to try to make her laugh. So I'm going to just keep guessing Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. Like it became a meme. Not so as funny uh, as it, it might have been then. Yeah, it definitely it it definitely wasn't like objectively that funny. But mm-hmm. what does he do? He just he just loses at this point. He's like, okay, I got Cuba Gooding Jr. wrong the first time. I'll just keep guessing this when I don't know the answer, and maybe I'll make her laugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it was too cute. This is right up Rob's alley. This is Rob saying that a Bushman is a porn star on Survivor of the Amazon. You know, <laughs> this is right up the alley. Like, Sir, stop it. Bushmaster. Like, yeah, Bushmaster. I'm sorry. How dare you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Say what you will about. Type about... it into Google, Chappelle. Tell me what comes up. <laughs> <laughs> go, on, go on incognito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will about how John handles this because he does a terrible job. He he gets his ass handed to him by Brad. Um, it didn't impact his standing because yeah. she still picks him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She still likes him. I I think you're right. I think once you identify that this is not for you, you gotta you can't let the other guy answer all the questions because then you just mm-hmm. stand there looking stupid. So you have to at least acknowledge that listen, I too am dumb, but you're not gonna ignore me either. You know, you have I to just, take the time you have to, mm-hmm. right? Like Yeah. I would have buzzed in first every time. I probably wouldn't have said Cuba Gooden Jr. every time. No. But I get what he was going for. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, he doesn't ultimately get the date, but he probably should have because Brad just wastes his date talking shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Really? Snitching? That's how you're gonna spend your time with this woman? Yeah. Man. I mean, don't get me wrong, he was right. Yeah. But come on, man. That where did that get you? Nowhere. <laughs> Especially the way that he like communicates it, like I felt like was like unnecessarily like hurtful to um Milena, where he would just be like, Oh yeah, he he says constantly, like, oh, I would never date her. Like, there are ways to communicate that you don't think that he maybe has the best intentions without being like, Oh yeah, he's constantly just like, no, not for me. And yeah. I just feel like the way that he was like explaining the situation was just like even if this is true, like you're not making yourself look good in how you're expressing this here. Mm-hmm. It, it lacks subtlety in all in all the ways because 
Yeah, he's he's saying. He's he doesn't he's not into you. He doesn't like you. He doesn't deserve you. We we don't like him either. We hate him. And what he should be doing is like saying that, you know, I am better than him because of X, Y, Z. Like, here's all the things that I like about you. So they press the attention back on him. But even if you're going to bash this guy, you know, you could say, like, I'm surprised he's still around. You know, or yeah. a lot of us haven't loved some of the things that he said, or, you know, I, I don't really, I think you're going to watch this back and you're not going to like what you see. You know, plant seeds. You don't just seeds, come in baby. and be like, he, he, <laughs> plant seeds, baby. Uh, yeah. You know, so then that way, maybe she just starts questioning it enough. But if you just say, oh, he hates you, he, he doesn't like you, he thinks you're ugly, all this other stuff, she might just think you're hating. And that you and don't believe you at all, you know. Mm-hmm. It says, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll address yeah. that later on. So, yeah, he he definitely took too much attention away from himself in this one on one day. He's making Zach into the forbidden fruit. Mm-hmm. Oh, too yeah. enticing. Let's yeah. not talk these women. Oh my gosh, we see them on reality TV, and they just you tell them the the guy's bad for them, and they're like, oh, I like a bad guy. <laughs> this is right up 2003's television. Story. We all <laughs> we all want to be the one that reforms the bad boy. Okay, that's what Vita said. <laughs> yeah, Zach is on his. Uh, it worked on me. <laughs> Zach mm-hmm. is. Oh, okay. Bad boy Phil yes. T. Yeah, okay. reformed bad boy Phil T. <laughs> Yeah, he hopped exactly. off his Harley, dropped his leather jacket, and now yeah, he's a, a house husband. Yeah, <laughs> put on an apron. Mm-hmm. Yes, we love to see it. Jenny, your power. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we got down to our elimination ceremony uh, that I didn't notice a- anything particularly interesting about the eliminations. Do they have like a gimmick for this? Mm-mm, not it's really. A, the only thing about it is that it's like basically reverse um, bachelor format where like on like the bachelor the bachelorette like they give away roses to the people that are staying in the competition and what they do on this show is she has to call up the person that's being eliminated yeah so that's that's pretty much the only difference um and like it's always kind of awkward where like she'll like say she'll be like oh this was a hard decision and then like that person leaves and then she's like this was an this was a really really hard decision <laughs> and it's like oh okay like mm-hmm. i feel crappy if i'm the first guy like and then the next again it's like this was the hardest decision i've had <laughs> you're like okay if you thought really- that was hard wait till you see this yeah. next decision yeah you're um, really giving us the ranking here <laughs> i mean <laughs> I enjoyed that they got to make one last pitch before the ceremony where they get to talk to her. And I think uh, uh, Tarek says, uh, look, pick me. I'm rich (laughs) and I'll give you half of my kingdom. And she thinks that's very funny. Uh, Spoiler, she does does not pick him. I was really hoping she would because... I I thought it was very funny. Yeah. says not getting picked would be like getting stung by a bee. And I thought, huh. Okay. I mean, I've st- been stung by a bee. I like. I feel like I've felt way worse things than being stung mm. by a bee. And he even is said, Adam allergic to bees? Like, no, because he <laughs> says his reaction would be like, "Ooh," he said, he said it would sting, and you'd be like, "Ooh," that's it. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So I feel like I I've guess heard she, heartbreak is like a lot worse than that. Well, she took that in consideration, and she made sure he felt that sting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bee dies after it stings you. I mean, she was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no, a good point. No. Yeah. He definitely was fine. Yeah. Um, um, can we take note before you know his the end of his road in this show? Um, 
one of these guys' names is Jerry Ferrera or Ferrara. Yeah. <laughs> Turtle from Entourage. Yeah. I wrote in my notes, hashtag not my Jerry Ferrara. Yeah. <laughs> uh, an average Joe himself. I mean, yeah. give me, give me Turtle over all of these guys. Mm-hmm. Well, this Jerry, this, yeah. this Jerry gets sent home and he, I like this Jerry because he is confident. He says, I'm the only guy who didn't get a one-on-one date. Had I got a one-on-one date, this would have been my season. That's all I'm saying. You know, he's, and then he says, everybody else knows it too. Like they all recognize that I'm the big bad wolf. I'm the one who knocks. And I don't think anybody thought that, but for Jerry, he said, yeah, I just got a bad draw. You know, you can't win them all. I didn't get a one-on-one date, but had I got that uh, camel ride, I'd be here until the next week. Mm-hmm. We saw him have one-on-one time with her and he chose to the, the conversation was him saying that mac and cheese is underrated, which I have very strong opinions about this take. I think that mac and cheese is very overrated. overrated. Like, yes, I do. I literally, the, the, the crazy thing about watching this was like, I had this conversation with Phil like a couple days ago where I was like, I feel like mac and cheese is very overrated. Yeah. So um, I felt like Jerry was speaking directly to me, which is why he's hashtag not my Jerry for because like, yeah. <laughs> Like, this is how you use your time. Like, these people have to know when you watch like shows like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, like, it's like you get your couple minutes on that couch and you're like, okay, here's all of my lifetime trauma. Um, this is what I'm looking for in a, in a wife. And like, you unpack all of the stuff because you're like, I only have a few minutes. I got to get it all out. Homeboy is here and just saying like, yeah, I, I mac and cheese, eh? Like, what is happening? I'm sorry, I I can't feel bad about him not getting a one on one date when this is how he uses his one on one time with her. It's true, I, I and I kind of agree with you, Jenny. Uh, mac and cheese is, I think, it's gotten too big for its britches. I yeah. think uh, now hold on, are way too hyped the, about on. it. You know the, what I mean? I think we're talking about this like uh, fourth dimensionally. In 2003, was mac and cheese underrated, and has mm. it become oh. overrated? Right. Okay, that's like, a good point. That's like a, good a bill point. curve. Did, he, did Jerry bring it up? Yeah, this he is started the national like conversation stuffing. about mac and cheese. It yeah, was the is... the poor man's YOLO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mac and yeah. Okay, Rob, that is a good point because I do feel like this was before the era of like everything is stuffed with mac and cheese. It's like, why do yeah. I need a burger stuffed with mac and cheese? Like, this is unnecessary. Somebody out there so. was watching Average Joe's. Like, you know what? That guy is right. Yeah. Yeah. We're mac- going to put it in and now we're just going to go full tilt with yeah. the mac and cheese. <laughs> Rebranding for mac and cheese. <sighs> yeah. Now- nobody was doing like lobster mac and cheese in 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's too much. It's too much. He had a point. I mean, he he had a point back then, but no, he's absolutely incorrect now. Mm-hmm. But she acknowledges, like, she's like, ah, oh, you're someone that I thought I could maybe have a connection with, but it just didn't come. And I was like, yeah, because he's he is not talking to you about anything like important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And like, at least if you're gonna talk about mac and cheese, say something funny. Uh, what's up with mac and cheese? You know, so, yeah, what's, the, what's the deal with mac and cheese? Mac and mm-hmm. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, why isn't it cheese and mac? Yeah. 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 Cheese is the most important part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets rid of Jerry, which again, he says, I would have won. And then she gets rid of Tark. And of course, I was devastated because yeah. Yeah. he says, she's eliminating me because her realm of comfort uh, is completely different than her my realm of existence. Which 
See, I still haven't recovered a poet, from a poet. Okay, <laughs> not yeah. recovered heart, from this. your heart. Did you not feel that? Yeah, it, I look. And now the, it's ruined because he's an actor. So thanks, yeah. Chappelle. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's so perverted now. It, 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 it meant something back then. Now yeah. your words are just fall on deaf ears. Oh my gosh, Tarek. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, uh, I, hate I still it. don't really understand. So I, I feel like we're made to feel like oh, there was so much talk of like. Oh, that third spot. Everyone was making assumptions that there were two people that were definitely going to make it. And it was like, we're, we're trying to get that third spot. And, um, and it seemed like Brad was thinking that it was definitely going to be him or Zach that made it. Um, I just feel like I was kind of surprised that everyone's maybe assuming that John was getting one of those three spots. Like, mm-hmm. see. I think Brad had done so much dirty macking that he didn't think there was any way that Zach could be a shoe in for that second spot. So I think he thought after that conversation, like clearly Zach's going to, it's going to be an uphill battle for Zach to get a spot when from everybody else's perspective, no, Zach has an automatic spot. Zach and Adam have an automatic spot. Everyone else should be worried, but Brad had done so much like trash talking that he didn't see Zach as a contender anymore. So he thought, okay, I just got to beat Zach out for that last spot. No, Zach had Zach is safe. Zach has immunity this round. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> you should be worried, Brad, because you spent your whole day talking about Zach like a dummy. <laughs> so that's why he was confused. It wasn't that they thought John was just some runaway. It's just like well, they, was, they were the counting Zach out. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like the conversation between Melina and John, where he's like, "Oh, I feel like it's been so long since." we've had our day like i felt like she was just i don't know like placating him and just being like it was a really nice day I, like i was kind of shocked yeah she fixed him it was it was a couple days ago it was fine mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway yeah and then of course she gets rid of brad because he's a snitch mm-hmm. and i mean not because he's a snitch but you know yeah I, I can't support that kind of attitude here on this show you gotta go brad and so he's going to and so that leaves us with our final three right before we have the parade of hotness walk in and I was completely uncomfortable by all of it. I was so uncomfortable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Did we confirm that Jason is the same guy that comes in at the beginning of the premiere? I thought that was him. Yeah. They look similar. It's similar, like long hair, the music that's playing when they come in. We've talked about this already is so, so boring. The soundtrack yeah. of like the bold and the beautiful, you know, it's like, why is this soap opera music playing from? And then it was old, even for 2003 standards. Yeah, maybe that was like the, the joke. It was uh, supposed to be like corny on purpose, but it didn't seem like they I don't think that's what they were going for. It wasn't a parody. I, I mean, the show in and of itself is a parody of The Bachelor. So I thought yeah. maybe, you know, maybe they were in on the joke. But if it wasn't funny then, it's definitely funny now because I was uncomfortable. I was laughing out loud a lot of times. <laughs> in, um, I mean, I rewatched the first three episodes to to prepare, and I was I was laughing out loud a lot. And I think that there were at points that wasn't intended to be comedy. Yeah. But here, do you want you want to hear when the uh, studs come in? Oh, yes, no. let's get this. Okay, here we go. I disagree. And the door opens and this punk with long curly hair and a big smile walks in and I was like, oh no. Oh like, no. Swallowing his tongue. 
That's the first guy. <laughs> yeah. I'd pick the that's second the, guy. That's the softcore porn, porn music guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, other thing I wanted to mention about the music is like, did anyone else notice that like, like the credits music is like this bastardized version of Fifty Cents? In yes, the club? I kept. Uh, <laughs> boom, boom, yeah. Boom, boom. At the, <laughs> at the, like, the end credits. Yes, it's throughout. It's the motif throughout the season. Yeah, they play it. Yeah, they play it on multiple. Yeah, I occasions. Hmm. I love it. I was I like, mean, oh, hey, did they? Went in two thousand three. Yeah. Did they pay for fifty cent for this? No. And it's like, no, it was just no. like a, it was like a kids bought version or something. Mm-hmm. It was two thousand three. You have to, you have to do that in two thousand three. You have to pay homage to the to the goat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that, that's where we get our final six. So we go from final three to final six, and then we have what uh, two episodes before the finale where she got to get it back down to final two. We already talked about it. She ends up not picking Adam. Um, her original Joe. Um, but like I said, after this episode, she has to do her duff moment where she uh, disguises herself as the decoy, gets rid of Zach. So we get some more action. You know, that's why the next episode is so long, I think. But, you know, ultimately it comes down to kind of in the same vein of Joe Millionaire, where it's, it's like a lot of build up, And then it's not it's kind of anticlimactic. Uh, you would think there would be more yeah. fanfare about her picking the hot guy over the, the average guy, because that's the whole premise of the show. But Adam takes it like a champ. And before the, the credits even start, boom, we got the next season coming up. So, mm-hmm. you know, it happens. Survivor. Yeah, exactly. You're getting the yeah, we're like yada yada. Congratulations, this person now onto the onto the next season. Mm-hmm. Average Joe Hawaiian, uh, you know, Hawaiian yeah. uh, game changers or whatever. <laughs> and, and this was a big hit, also. Like this was like not like a niche show. Mm-mm. It, it again, it's the thing that people thought they wanted back then. They thought like. People watch The Bachelor and say, those aren't real people. People don't really look like that all the time. These are supermodel look people. They're all models. They're all actors. Just give us something we can relate to. What can the average guy, the average gal uh, relate to and see ourselves in? Uh, and so, yeah, this show definitely put, like it, it hits that note of what if I was on the show? You know, mm-hmm. and then what if I were on the show and then they just brought the attractive people in and then I lose just yeah. like in life, you know, yeah. We've been there. So that, that age old message that makes a feel good message. Of <laughs> <laughs> you are average. You get a chance. And then ultimately you still lose to the attractive person. Mm-hmm. Feel good. Primetime television. Yeah. <laughs> Story of my life. All right. Well, this was so fun to talk about average Joe. <sighs> it was so good. Uh, I, I, I remember when I watched it the first time thinking like, oh, dang, that was messed up, you know, like, and now I'm watching this one with you guys. I start, I kind of have to watch the next one, you know, like, yeah. I, I want to see it. So this, this is why reality TV works. Sometimes you have a concept or you have a, a editing style that actually just grabs you. And like I said, I was done with the season when it stopped. But the moment I saw the preview for the next season where there was more drama, mm-hmm. more like uh, more intrigue, a, a meaner lady, I, I said, well, let's, let's check it out. 
And that's how you get me and Jenny talking to you about these old ass reality shows 20 years later. Because it's things like this, shows like this. And I was happy you guys decided to, you know, come on this journey with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, this was I fantastic. love this. It was yeah. great. It, and it, again, this is like, it goes so well with Beauty and the Geek. It came before it, but it definitely was like, okay, well, we learned from Average Joe that she's romantically still not going to choose him, but we got some really fun dynamics from this kind of, um, <laughs> you know, like beautiful girl and nerdy guy type thing. Like, let's, I, I have to feel like this was the inspiration to do Beauty and the Geek, where you're just like, well, maybe they can learn some life lessons <laughs> from each other. Okay. We still need two hot people together to have a relationship. That's the only way it will work, but they'll learn, they'll teach yeah. each other something. All right. so. Jenny, we have so to fun. complete the trilogy. What's the third part of this? Beauty and the Geek, Average Joe. What is the third part of it? I don't know that there is like another one that's quite like this. I mean, it's, I think it's Sexy Beast. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys can come on Sexy Beast. <laughs> All right. Maybe the yeah, listeners if we know. figure it out. Yeah. yeah. If, there's, if there's something in, again, because I, like I've probably seen it mm-hmm. and I just forgot about it, um, which tends to happen. And that's why I'm so grateful that the RHAP Rewind exists because I don't rewatch things unless I'm given a reason mm-hmm. to. And it's a really fun experience to like rewatch things that like from a different cultural time and look at them through the lens of today. And sometimes things land, sometimes they don't. Sometimes things are fun here. The clothing is always bad. Always <laughs> bad. <laughs> the pants are always bad. Don't get me started on the pants again. Ooh. But yeah, no, I had a really good time with this. And again, you get wrapped up in it. Like you're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta finish this binge. I like, I, I saw this whole season, but I need to like finish the story again. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Jenny, of course, people can keep the story going when they listen to you and Puya talk about sexy beasts. Yes, that is right. Um, we have dropped uh, episode one and two um, with our guest, Liana Boris, and that was so much fun. This show is so wild and weird. Um, it's very bingeable in that the episodes are short if you want to partake, but you also don't have to, and you can still enjoy uh, mm-hmm. the recaps. Um We'll be coming out with um, the recap of episodes three and four uh, soon. Soon, Puya is in, Puya and Leon are in the middle of moving, so mm-hmm. so we'll uh, we'll let you know about that. But stay tuned, and if you have any questions, if you've been following the show and have any questions, feel free to shoot them at me on Twitter at Jenny Autumn and follow me if you don't already. Jenny, will you be rapping at all in this podcast? Oh dear God! Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jenny, I was at home um, listening and I was not pleased. <laughs> listen, it was ironic rapping. I'm not taking it seriously. I have to troll Puya, all right? I mean, I had to do it on I have to troll Puya on a podcast where if he leaves, I'm not the only person left to carry it. Mm-hmm. So if I do this on Sexy Beast, it could the whole podcast could fall apart, but you never know. I might get inspired by something. If you want me to do a Sexy Beast inspired rap, Britney inspired rap, mm-hmm. maybe I can do that. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. But I got to wait until he's not expecting it. And hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast and know it's coming. Yeah. 
If this episode gets uh, 400 retweets, uh, Jenny will rap on the next episode of Sexy Beasts. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't think that's happening. Is that normal? Yeah. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> okay. It's happening. We'll cut this for okay. social media. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and then, Chappelle, what's coming up for you? Uh, I got... I got- I'm going to be busy. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be busy for a while. Um, so, of course, we have the rewind that um, we just recorded. So, that was fun. I think uh, you and I are probably going to take a week off. Yeah. Uh, but Chappelle, that nobody's meantime, ever done that before. Plug the podcast that, we are, that we're recording right now. Well, I have to check my <laughs> schedule and just kind of make yeah. sure I check off everything off the list. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Sasha Joseph and I are going to be t- on Post Show Recaps talking about Never Have I Ever yes. giving a, an overview of this Netflix show that we both love dearly. It's just going to be a one-off podcast where we just talk about the show at large and try to get people to uh, to, to listen in. And uh, Sasha has her own podcast, so maybe we might talk about it on there. We'll see. Uh, this weekend, I'll also be recording the Wrestling Wrap Up with Matt and Mari to talk about the things, uh, the backlash from uh, Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe Jacob Jones will be there too. Oh so my, your tag team partner. Pray wow. for me, okay? <laughs> pray for me. Uh, <laughs> then uh, Monday, I'll be doing a separate podcast network. I'll be on the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast with Deontay and Dane talking about current events and sports and stuff, as they like to call it. Uh, I'll also be recording an episode of the Purple Pants podcast soon. Wow. Yeah, we got to talk about uh, not next week. Um, (laughs) And so, what are we talking about? Uh, Space Jam 2. Rob, Akiva, and Shannon talked about it over a nap. And so, Bryce and I are going to dive in a little bit deeper and talk about Space Jam at large. Um, On the post show recaps, Patreon, uh, the most recent uh, post show recaps theater episode dropped where Jason Reed, myself, and Josh Wiggler talked about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and that will be available on the main feed very soon. So that's going to be fun. I love Power Rangers. I love that Power was my, Rangers. I, lo- I loved Power Rangers. I'll have to it, listen to that. We love we love Power Rangers. It's It was so good to talk about it. Um, and I think I'm going to be on What You Doing podcast with Whoa. Navi and Felipe soon, talking about Phoenix and Ferb, the finale of season one, I believe. So I got a lot coming up. I hope I didn't miss any plugs. If I did, charge it to my head, not my heart. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a Yadis uh, next week on the RHAP Rewind. Uh, but uh, first off, you'll be hearing from Chappelle in plenty of different places. <laughs> uh, Chappelle and I will get back together for the slop over on talking about some Big Brother on Monday night. I believe that's August 2nd uh, that we will be uh, doing that one. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And then uh, we'll pick things back up with the RHAP Rewind. Do we already know what's coming up next or do we not want to say that yet? No, I don't know what's coming up next, but you just reminded me. I am on the Wednesday recap for Big Brother oh. as well. So- <laughs> yes. All right, so we'll talk to Big Sha- Brother. Let's talk about the Vita. There's going to be some Chappelle show for real, for real in the podcast world. Uh, but yeah, so for the rewind, no, I think we're going to use this week to kind of uh, reset and look at what our options are and maybe secure some guests. I don't know. But uh, July is over, but we had a good time while we were here. Yeah. Can you come up with like another like pun for August? Is there anything there? We need a pun and a theme song. Uh, yes. August? Is there any uh, shows? Jenny August? Jenny August. Jenny, August. Yes. Jenny all month. Yeah, on the rewind. Yes. <laughs> We're doing Jenny August. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let, let listeners, if they, you have an idea of uh, a theme for the month of August, uh, yeah. 
in the in the meantime, uh, why don't we take you out one last time here in uh, the month of uh, July with our uh, special theme song from Davis, comma Will. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. July, 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 July. Rewinding back to all our favorite shows. July, 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 July. These guys are not actually named Joe. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.